It's time once again for another episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Being brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta. And now, here's your host for today's episode. Well, good morning, good morning. It is a beautiful day in Buckhead as always. Thank goodness for Evergreen Radio, Rich. We are in the process. This is Michael Moore. I'm your host today here at the courtesy of the Buckhead Business Association. And we're going to be talking about business here in Buckhead and the surrounding areas. I got Rich Casanova back on the uh, Magical Keys here. We're going to have he's, a great show. He's here time. in the studio? He's and I'm pretty Rich excited Casanova. about that. Yeah, yeah man. He, shows, he shows up on good days and bad days. Well, I'm just pushing buttons and whatever. You're the man, yeah. yeah he's, but we've got us two great guests this morning. We've got Kiva Case, who is the new CEO of the Buckhead Christian Ministry. And we've got a great story there coming up for us because everybody knows about the good things that you do. And we're glad to get them on air. And we're glad to have you in the community. And another thing that here Buckhead's known for is the education of our fine young folks. And uh, we've got one of those auxiliary services here today. We've got Candy Hugh, who's part of Avalon Financial Group, Financial Services, excuse me, and uh, they, they focus on charter schools. So we're going to find out how to keep the, everything running right. Is that a good idea, Candy? Absolutely. Right. Thank you. So anyway, the Buckhead Business Association is a, is a 65-year-old organization founded to make business a little bit better in Buckhead every day and every way. This, this Thursday morning, so you know what happened this morning. We just had our weekly meeting we do that three times a month and then we wrap up on the third thursday of each month with an after hours event and this month the after hours event is very special so i'll let you log on to their website at buckheadbusiness.org buckheadbusiness.org and see what's coming up but i'll give you a hand it's called the taste of buckhead and it's a night it's a place you will not want to miss so let's You're not very up. good at keeping secrets so yeah. nah, secret, secret, secret. But it, we, i told them to go to the website rich i, I know, mean exactly. what else could i do i'm saying do i need to whisper so, in there so taste of buckhead in a few weeks in a few weeks so, right? as a matter of fact it's coming it's coming up and you need to be there because there's boy never mind you need to stay to go there you need to go so let's start out first with uh, candy uh, you've uh, been helping charter schools now for a number of years and you know that it's a special responsibility to make sure the physical side as well as the educational side of schools work so um you know how did you get motivated to be in that business uh, as a cpa well good morning everybody um first of all thank you very much for having me on here it's an honor to be your guest uh, starting, well, accounting is sort of in my blood, uh, raised in the business families. A number is something that my father always taught me. You got to know your numbers because numbers are like blood in your body. <laughs> if you have a good blood, so, you'll be healthy. So, Candy, do you, do you bleed green or red? Which is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, in my line of work, it has to be red and healthy. <laughs> no, but, okay, I, was, I, thought, I thought we want to be in the black, not in the red. I'd never mind. I'm not going there anymore. No more jokes today about blood. All right. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of how I started. I graduated with um, accounting degrees and started in corporate environments and realized corporate's too boring. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, learned in many different industries and started Avalon in 2005. And now Avalon has two offices, one in California and one in Atlanta. And got involved with the charter school by chance. Uh, we've been, Avalon have been providing nonprofit organizations for back office accounting support and CFO strategic plannings since 2005. Worked with a lot of the subside, government subside programs like hub programs to foundations to churches. And uh, um, about seven years ago, one of the local charter schools trying to pass the bond modeling and the CFO strategic planning, what Avalon provides is to helping business to build financial models. And that stage they will have been trying for two years and has not been successfully passing the financial model for a bond. And since then, being 
evolved from giving the friendly advice into officially hired as consultants as a CFO. A year later, we have successfully issued 10 million bond, and now um, the school has uh, moved in the brand new facilities and tripled their enrollment. Ever since then, our reputation has been growing in both nonprofit as well as charter school in the state of Georgia. Wow, well, I was given a good list of questions. It's, I think you just covered one through four there, but when you look, <laughs> I didn't even need to slow down on that. But, you know, in reality, you just gave us a great example of where the good heartedness of being in a charter school business is not all it takes. So, obviously, getting the numbers right and, 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 and not bleeding is the appropriate thing. What, what are some of the kind of opportunities you see for new opportunities in education where not only just to the bond side, but, I mean, you've seen a great change in education while you've been involved in this. And you, got brought, you were brought into this process for a reason. You have a mission, I can tell. Tell me a little bit about what you've seen in terms of the, the schools you've worked with, the individuals, and even the other involvements you've had with those schools. Let's make it personal. Absolutely. Well, I can tell you one of the reason, one of the great accomplishments that we have working through the charter environment as well as a nonprofit is I'm a mom. We have two kids, uh, one is 16, one's 12 year old. And I'm also, um, this is, I'm a first generation immigrant. So I was born in China, raised in Hong Kong. I've experienced a different format of education very young. In China, we have entirely different education systems. Hong Kong used to belong to British colonies, so you are under British education system. And when you came to United States, I was a exchange student, so I experienced United States uh, education in the high school firsthand. But compare all three different dimensions of the education system, it taught me a lesson. There's no system is perfect, mm-hmm. but there's always room for improvement. And with our involvement in the charter schools, we've seen that public school system in the United States has a lot of room for improvement. <laughs> and charter school happened to fill that void, allowed um, underprivileged kids in the geographic locations that they chance don't have the opportunity or the financial support from family to go to a better education, which is private school. And charter schools offer free education and equal opportunities for students in that realm. And that is my mission, is to uh, providing our services to help the school sustain, help the school to grow, both for, through the bond modelings of various different uh, venues. We can definitely explore that a little bit further. Well, now we're seeing a lot of growth in charter schools here because, as you said, the parents are making conscious decisions to improve the education. And we have so much opportunities for leaders to come out of, quote, corporate. We joked about a little earlier, but people who are looking for a better way to serve than the second half of their life. And, And those are the people who are mature. And who are not bogged down in the, uh, I'm, I'm going to use that term in parents, bear, uh, bureaucratic process or mm-hmm. the uh, continuance process, as I call it. So look at, let's look at some of the things you're seeing happen here in our Atlanta district so, and, and, and around the Atlanta metropolitan area. Because in reality, this is where we're, we're training our kids here, just like you are or have. So talk about some of those, those new, new initiatives coming up. What's the future for you? How do you make it better with your organization in the charter school system? Well, I'm very glad you asked that question. Um, charter school systems, as well as some of the private school systems in the state of Georgia, is still fairly new. Charter school, um, charter school, state charter commissions did not really form until 2000. 
thirteen. So as you can see, the governance uh, parties on the government side did not form until recently. So this is uh, compared to the national charter movements. Georgia is very new, so there's a lot of continue to learn. And Avalon's very proud to be able to be part of this movements and continue not only support on the service basis but on the advocacy basis uh, because we have seen. A lot of financial failures for some of the startup charter schools, or even the existing high-risk charter schools, by helping them to turn around the financials. You've learned the hard lessons what not to do, and once you learn the lessons not to do, we also will be able to translate those into our action plans to helping to rebuild and to streamline、uh, streamline a lot more and the infrastructures and the internal control of charter schools to help them. But the charter school financial is just part of what charter school movements. Charter school movement also involved through the teacher qualities, and also involved with your programming. So charter school also provides you the alternative and the better solutions for different programs. For example, we have a client who provide alternative high school、um, services for char as a part of the charter schools. They absorb the. Folks who are rejected by the public school systems,、uh, who've been told by public school system that they would never have opportunity to get GED, and this type of void is what charter school fills. You also have charter school provides music, arts programs, and STEM programs, and those are typically only provided through the private funded、uh, schools. And now the kids,、uh, especially underprivileged kids, will have the equal opportunities to have、um, to be educated through those different programs. It certainly opened the door. Open The horizons. Well, this is very interesting. When you start that opening horizons in our second part of our show today, or third part, really, we're going to look at how、uh, some people are on the margins, on the edge, can capitalize on education because that's one of the things. But let's go back and talk about the risk. You, you mentioned the financial, physical, the financial responsibilities that the parents and the school systems and the administrators have. There are mistakes being made out there all over the country、sure. uh, with charter schools that may have been on operation for one, two, three, five. I'm familiar with one here in Southwest Atlanta that was even seven years、mm -hmm. and doing what would be a good job in terms of putting、uh, well-educated young people back into their community, and they had to close because of financial responsibility.、Yep. So, what are some of those、uh, things? That maybe there's someone out there listening today that's got a challenge that needs to call you. But before we get there, what are some of the things we can be looking for? Not only as a parent, but maybe as a board member or an administrative person, we've not we've not thought about yet. I think the most important thing is to understand、um, your financials, to respect the numbers.、Um, Money is something that we touch bases. It's one object that we do on the day-to-day -day basis. However, in both organization and business, money is one of the topic we、we'll、all avoid to talk about. And until you have the true respect for your finances, you can never truly understand how your financial operations is. One of the、um, major issues we've seen in whether it's education realms or nonprofit realm, it's the infrastructure for internal control. Most uh, most the fraud, most the risk for fraud or fraudulent、uh, activities or embezzlements occurred, which we have one in Georgia.、Um, unfortunately, with embezzlement over six hundred thousand dollars, it's because you have no segregation of duties in the internal control. To understand your numbers, to respect the infrastructure, you need to have that is the key, and that will be my advice for <laughs> our charter school listeners as well as nonprofit listeners.
Well, it's interesting. You said segregation of responsibilities make a major difference, and not only from the classroom to the to the lunchroom, absolutely, and and to the administration, and and something down as simple as making sure your IT and your supplies balance. Absolutely, we all know what gets measured and gets gets improved, and what gets improved gets better over time because people tend to pay attention to things which are important. So, for the future of your organization, congratulations on being a dual location organization. Thank you. What's in the future for uh, Avalon? Uh, we're very excited. We're always looking for room to improve. We're always trying to streamline our internal controls ourselves as well. And uh, we are excited to creating replica model right now. We are uh, we have been invited to join the leadership summit in both South Carolina and Alabama. So oh. we're looking to expand um, into different territories for our uh, nonprofit and charter school environments. But of course. Georgia's home. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so we're we're definitely going to continue uh, providing our services and advisories to any startup, charter school, startup organizations and nonprofits, and help them to create a. Um, I will say bulletproof. I don't think anybody can create a bulletproof, a risk-free environment, but we'll be able to provide you with infrastructure that give you minimized risk. Well, that is sure exciting. We are proud you picked Georgia to do what you're doing. So as the listeners out there who may be parents and may be looking for help in their in their schools or maybe board members or maybe some administrators are on, online today or will be online listening to what we're talking about, how do they get in touch with you and your staff? Or, and, and Absolutely. It's uh, simple. It's one phone call away. <laughs> the number is 678-391-8566. And, of course, you can always check us out on the website. It's www.avalonapps.com. It's A-V-O-L-O-N-A-B-S.com. Well, we certainly hope that they will uh, look out, reach out, and get to. Now, you've got some other folks here in the studio with you. We're glad you brought your staff along with you with you to talk about the encouragement, and uh, and we're glad to have you with us today. If you were looking for um, the next big step for your company, as, it, as you said, it's South Carolina and Alabama, mm-hmm. and uh, look on down the road five years, where do you see charter schools going in America? I have a great hopes and a great anticipation for charter environment. Um, charter has been proven very successful, not only in the state of Georgia, uh, nationwide. It has been the, oppor- the equal opportunity charter school provide has been um, much more aware, made aware, and being accepted by a general public now. And uh, um, I'm not a political person <laughs> coming from a different country, but understanding that we have someone who's pro-charter in the leadership right now in the government, and that will definitely help to drive and to support the charter movement. Um, from our experience, we have seen charter applications has tripled the amount in the past couple of years, and we're anticipating that number will continue to uh, increase and climb. And we are be we will be honored, and um, will be uh, it will be our pleasure to continue to be the partners to join that movement, and of course continue to provide advocacies uh, to push more movements throughout different counties in um, not only state of Georgia, but in various different states will continue to be our mission. Well, we at Pro Business Channel are certainly excited to have you with us today, Candy. I mean, we all know that the education of our next generation, matter of fact, the education of this generation may, may need some help. So we're glad that you're out there helping give uh, guidance to the people on the financial and the physical responsibility arena. So, Candy, you from Avalon Labs, thank you so much for being in the studio with us today. And now as we take a little bit of a break we're going to talk a little bit about the buckhead business association again and you know that you can find that on buckheadbusiness.org and there's a lot of interesting things coming up so now let's move over and focus on our, our second guest today 
and uh, he's new to the Buckhead market, and he's going to get to tell us all about why he picked us, a little bit about what excitement is, and we've got some other folks in the studio here to encourage him, but we're just so proud to have the Buckhead Christian Ministries right here in our city. Uh, you can tell us a little bit about the history, and I know you're going to do that, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad we have a Princeton man in the room with us today. <laughs> so, Mr. Case, if you will, just kind of start out with the things you want us to know which are important about your new opportunity here at the Buckhead Christian Ministry, and then we'll go into some questions. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having uh, us on, and I just want to applaud Candy you and the wonderful work that she's doing. Uh, we need to get her a business card and get her involved with Buckhead <laughs> Christian Ministry. Um, really excited about her emphasis on education because that's one of the big things that that, that we promote, uh, particularly around financial education that leads to financial uh, self-sufficiency for all of our clients. A bit about me, I'm, uh, I did go to Princeton Theological Seminary, but I am a Georgia native. Right, I grew up on St. Simon's Good. Island, so right. I feel like I'm coming home. Uh, this is exciting for me. Atlanta's a great city, and uh, we're my family's. Uh, you know, we're we're trying to get ourselves situated, uh, and we're very thrilled to be a part of this. And this is uh, not just a coming home, but a calling, a uh, response to a calling uh, on my life and my family's life. So we're very proud and grateful uh, to Buckhead Christian Ministry for for bringing us home. Well, I think as I read, the, if I read the show notes correctly, you're you're at your seventh day in the job. Uh, sixth. Sixth. Day. <laughs> oh, don't, don't give him a paycheck right, yet. He hadn't, right. uh, he hadn't been here a whole week yet. So there's still a chance. So how's that working out for you so far? What is the biggest surprise you found at the Buckhead Christian Ministry? Because I know you've been out of the state for a while. Sure. I think the biggest surprise uh, f- for me uh, has been uh, how how this feels like uh, a position that I've held for 20 years. <laughs> I stepped into it, and um, the staff, uh, first of all, the staff is uh, second to none. The The level of dignity and respect and love that flows through this ministry, uh, the way that they treat clients, uh, the way that they, uh, that they regard one another's professionalism uh, and focus on uh, on service is uh, is second to none. Um, the board of trustees uh, is, is just just a, a profound group of individuals, and I look forward to expanding it and diversifying it uh, and creating opportunities for, for uh, different folks to serve from our community. Uh, and finally, the volunteers. Uh, wow. <laughs> we have, we have uh, you can't hundreds. Buy, you can't buy help this good. <laughs> it's it's unprecedented. I, I've worked in a lot of volunteer organizations, and uh, on Tuesday I got to go to the program side of the facility that we have on Piedmont Road. Uh, and, and really experience the intake process, uh, the uh, the interview process, and how we go about documenting our, our clients' needs. And uh, the volunteers were were all clicked in. Uh, they it was as if they um, they they knew what to do without being told how to do it. They knew how to uh, show hospitality and uh, and respect to to the people that walk through the door to handle difficult and complicated situations uh, and to. Uh, ultimately uh, arrive at a, at a decision-making place where they could best serve the client's needs. And that's one of the things that I uh, admire most about the organization and its vision for a community free of hunger and homelessness is that everything is client facing sure. and client serving well let's take a moment and kind of a little walk down memory lane so you've inherited it sounds like to me you've got almost a perfect job it's you <laughs> it's darn close <laughs> you were you were called here yeah. by a special person obviously right. you gave you came to an environment where those before you had prepared it well and so you're literally sitting um, not in the lap of luxury but you're certainly on a good pillow so share with the group of uh, the listeners about 
uh, the history of the Buckhead Christian Ministry because, you know, that's really the basis that got you where you are today. I'm barely nine years older than this organization. Okay. Uh, it's been around for 30 years. We are in our 30th year of operations, and uh, it started out uh, with six churches in the Buckhead area who saw a common uh, mission to serve those that were coming through their doors. And while Christian ministry, uh, you know, uh, is is in my opinion, all geared towards serving uh, God's people. Uh, most of the churches were not equipped to do right. it in the in the way that a social worker might be equipped to do it. Certainly 30 years ago, we didn't have the expertise in churches. That's right. That's right. And so they combined their efforts and invested in uh, in a, um, a coalition of the willing to um, say, this is where you go to get the best possible help. And that six uh, group of churches has grown into 30 churches and uh, across uh, uh, North Atlanta, and we're thrilled of the diversity of the churches that are involved theologically and uh, demographically. Uh, and and when you say that I'm 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 walking into a, you know an organization that has been uh, you know built up and 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 you call it the lap of luxury I almost feel that way because <laughs> there, there are a few organizations that I've seen that have had the amount of investment and, uh, heart and time and passion that have created a system that is uh, truly transformative for the people that it's serving. Uh, we take no government funding. We are supported. Uh, about a third of our budget comes from our churches. Uh, the rest comes from our events, uh, foundations uh, in the community, and individuals who support us. And so we're proud that our reputation and that the services that we've proved out over time have uh, have, have uh, created a reputation that people can uh, buy into, invest in, and, and trust. Well, I didn't mean to make that lap of luxury sound like it might have sounded to radio listeners, but I could see it in your eyes as you were expressing the process that this is a gift to be in the place you are today. No doubt. You've been prepared for such a place as this. No doubt. But it is because the others before have made it such as it is. And, of course, the, the churches here recognizing it wasn't, in their, it wasn't in their bandwidth. It wasn't in their maybe all their calling to serve all the need. And also the challenge of uh, it's better when, you know, how's that working for you? It wasn't working very well 30 years ago, so they began to look for a better way, just like we just spoke about in the last segment on charter schools. That's right. The current process is not giving us the result we desire and certainly not returning the investment that we, we take as citizens. So what can we do differently? And the church has certainly rose up to that process here in Buckhead, and you've got a, a great opportunity. I know you've got some, uh, you've probably been told some interesting success stories, but of course you have to leave the names out and change them to protect of everybody. Course. But I know those volunteers, you've got some volunteers probably been with you 30 years. Talk a little bit about some of the successful uh, opportunities that people have had in the BCCM on the one side of the table, and then we'll talk about the other side. Well, from a volunteer perspective, it's it's tremendous to see a 30-year volunteer continuing to reconcile our books since the day that the first check was cashed. Holy smoke. We have had, we have had the same eyes from a volunteer on our books for 30 years, reconciling against the staff and the, and the treasury. And to have that level of commitment uh, tells me a lot about uh, the, the desire to make the money go where it's supposed to go, uh, to ensure that it's being um, uh, that the value of the of the dollars that that, that are invested in the organization are amplified uh, for the for our clients, um, and that we're good stewards, and that's one of the big uh, um, kind of benefits of having uh, a group of a cloud of. 
people who are, are willing to spend the time and energy to ensure uh, that we are uh, responsible fiduciaries of, of the, the gifts and donations that we receive, both time, talent, and treasure. Uh, because in, in just volunteer hours, uh, I wouldn't know where to begin to add up uh, the, the hundreds of, of, of folks that have come through the door and spend their time with us uh, every day. So in terms of client success stories, uh, I, I had the opportunity, like I said, to go on the program side of things. We don't just do emergency assistance, although that's a huge part of what we do, focusing on basic needs, food and clothing and, and, and housing uh, support. We also have uh, our financial education and uh, significant housing support for, for up to a year with our Foundation 3 and our 7030 programs. Uh, but uh, one of the success stories that, that, that I got to see through, through exit interviews were where people were, uh, they, they, they wrote down the debt that they had when they started with our Foundation 3 program and where they were when they ended or with our 7030 program. And then I, we pulled together some, some statistics just from January 1 to June 30th of, of this year alone. Uh, and in, in addition to serving nearly 3,000 individuals and giving out close to 5,000 bags of groceries and $26,000 worth of clothing, uh, we had nearly $50,000 in debt. Um, retired wow. by by clients, uh, and this this is all. I mean, our financial education program is volunteer led and volunteer run, and so we have community members that come in and devote their evenings uh, to helping uh, dig deep with our clients, digest the information, make it uh, understandable and translatable, so that the action steps to make our clients financially uh, secure become actionable, uh, and and we. And we wind up actually showing them what their books look like when mm-hmm. they're done. Well, accounting is, a, is one of those scary things to a lot of people. You just yeah, you focused on one number there. Uh, you, gave, you provided $26,000 worth of clothing, but yet you reduced $50,000 worth of debt in that period. So you actually, your, your return to the community and, and, and all the other things with emergency assistance and, and other housing and, and just just a part of living. I mean, you know, that, that story about how is it working for you. I read recently, I believe it was one of your uh, uh, one of your success stories, a lady who had been working in our community and been doing well for 15 years suddenly had some challenges and some bumps in life. Uh, and y'all, y'all fill the gap. So I'm sure you've, you've heard some of those stories uh, uh, that, that we can see here in the community. We've also had people, when we'll have it now, not to date our show, but... You know, we've got people coming in from Houston right now. Years ago, we had people coming Katrina. in from Miami. We've had people coming from New Orleans. Uh, Atlanta is a good place to go during good times and bad times. And we're blessed. Many of those people do stay, but they do provide an extra pressure. So let's be a little bit specific of what you're seeing over the next three, six, nine months. There's some unusual needs that we will have happen here in Georgia, happen here in Atlanta to, at the top of our mountaintop. So talk a little bit about those as a new guy on the street. Yeah, those are great questions. And as I dig into the coalitions uh, that are, that exist, the powerful groups of people that they get together to to advocate for this population, um, I'm, I need to educate myself and surround myself with the with the experts. But what I'm hearing and what I'm reading, uh, you know, we have uh, one of Atlanta's largest shelters shutting down, Peachtree and Pine. Uh, that pressure is going to um, become obvious to us uh, as they hear about the wonderful support services that we have. Um, uh, I, I, I think the Harvey, based on the, the stories that I've heard from Katrina and in the past of coming here, BCM uh, facilitated 
donations mm-hmm. and, and housing support and doing long-term hotel uh, stays for individuals who came to Atlanta and, and did not have an opportunity to, to land an apartment or, to, to, or didn't have family mm-hmm. uh, to crash with. Uh, they needed a, a place to stay, and BCM stepped up and provided food and clothing and, and, and housing support to pay those, uh, those bills. Uh, so in the, in the six to nine months, I, I think in terms of the need, I think the pressure's on. Uh, I don't think that, that the, uh, the, the demand is, is going to let up. I do think that our vision, which is a community free of hunger and homelessness, is not something too far afield. I think, however, when we're told that uh, the poor will always be with us, uh, we have a very low bar from, from that, which is, but that doesn't mean they have to be hungry or homeless. Right. And that's what BCM, I, I think, through our emergency assistance program, we're able to step into the lives of people that are in crisis. And up to you know 8,500 folks a year that we serve, and that's that's a small sliver of the need in Atl- in Atlanta writ large. We have 600,000 people in Atlanta that can't pay their monthly bills. 600,000. United Way put out a, a out a study. That's 40 percent of Atlanta of the greater metro area are 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 up against uh, the clock with their monthly bills so if you look at that that demand and bcm's need over the next two three five years i wrote down here that what we need to do is evaluate what we do and do more of what we do best Uh, and i think our financial education and and self-sufficiency is that i think we need to grow our capacity and to grow our ability to serve more people and do it in ways that uh that create self-sufficiency and finally i think that uh what we have to do is scale up our breakthrough education uh, for, for our, our, our clients. Uh, we're, we're serving too few people with the best thing that we have for them. So if we're looking for support in any area, I think it's, it's for our financial education programs. All right. So how do they get in touch with Buckhead Community Ministries and how do they wish you well? Yeah, they can wish us well by getting involved uh, and by uh, volunteering on our board, becoming a volunteer in our programs. We have awesome opportunities to get plugged in, uh, and by giving uh, uh, gifts uh, of, of, of food and clothing <laughs> and finances. Of whatever their heart leads Whatever their heart and wallets lead them to. BCM uh, org. Uh, you can find us online, uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook. Please follow, like us, and, and get in touch. And what's that main phone number? That main phone number. Uh-oh. I'm still learning it. Oh, that's yeah. all right. Well, it's while you're doing it, let me get while you're pulling it. Let me give you one more thought. I'd like to wrap up with our final question. You, it, we are welcoming you back to Atlanta as a native. You know what we need. You've learned what we're we're looking at, and you understand. On the sixth day on the job, I want to commend you for being with us today. <laughs> Thank you. So let me challenge you to yes, challenge sir. us. If we're listening out there today, or we're sitting around this table with you, and you've got some new friends. I know Candy's going to become a new friend. That's right. What, what can we do for you? Just give me one or two things which would make your world that better share our mission i think we need visibility we need people to know that we're out there both as an opportunity to serve in a great organization but also to be served i think that folks don't know that our program exists so when you are in your churches the people in the pews next to you may be the folks that uh, need our services most um, the the folks that are serving you at Publix or uh, helping you with your bags at the airport may be the folks that need us most <laughs> right. let let them know about the wonderful work that BCM does and it's not just us there are programs across uh, Atlanta all, that are doing all great over work the city, right. that number 404-239-0058 <laughs> and operators are standing by to take 
take your call. BuckheadChristianMinistry.org. That's right. Well, we are very proud of our Buckhead community. As I said, this show was sponsored by the Buckhead Community, of, excuse me, the Buckhead Business Association, and we share that name, and we are very proud to be it. Candy, I want to thank you especially for what you're doing with charter schools in Georgia. I want to be very thankful and prayerful that, that you're being successful and being introduced to the right people, too, and don't have enough time right now, but I'm sure there's some things you want to do, and we'll post those on the website. They'll be available for the, for the world to see. Thank you very and, much. Uh, as a new guy to Atlanta, thank you so much for being back to us because you, you have a great heart here, and I'm sure the results of your ministry and, and the process of the people that you're now joining, again, being part of the Buckhead community is probably the neatest place in the world to be. Thanks for That's being awesome. with us. Thank you. So this is Michael Moore. This is the Buckhead Business Show. It's been a great half hour with you this morning, and I, lo- I hope you'll dial in often. And come see us at uh, Pro Business Channel, and uh, come see us at the Buckhead Business Association on Thursday mornings at the City Club of Buckhead to, to learn new stories, to meet new people, and to experience new things. Thank you. So it was day six. So on day seven, he created the podcast to be released. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us and our guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association.